0: So Robbie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So uh, my name is Robbie. Um, I'm a professor in Imperial History at Sheffield Hallam University. Uh, I'm originally from Scotland and Glasgow, though most people can't pick the accents. My interest has always been in German history, um, through school periods, through university. And I was fortunate to fall into this research about Germany's black community. When I started my my PhD, my PhD supervisor, she worked on labor history and she'd seen a police report from 1930, which suggested that there was a Cameroonian man speaking at a communist demonstration. So this was the only bit of information that we had. Um, I was to try and find out more. Uh, I struggled when I was doing my PhD, uh, particularly because I was based in Liverpool and not in Germany. So Mm -hmm. I gave that up, that topic uh, but returned to it when I moved to Berlin in 2002 and um, I literally went into every archive trying to find out more about this man who'd spoken at the demonstration. Um, I had also found a newspaper report in the Times, the British Times, about two Cameroonian men who had forged British five pound notes. And they tried to pass them on in Berlin, had got caught and been sentenced to jail. So those were those two little bits of the puzzle that I had to begin with and that began really um, a 20-year project.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. So the next question is kind of how this exhibition um, kind of came about. So you've told us a little bit about kind of the start of your research. So what's kind of led it to to this exhibition?
1: (sighs) That is a long story, yeah. (laughs) So um, to begin with, I obviously had to apply for money to be able to do the research. Um, And unfortunately, we landed quite a bit of money. Um, and when I was researching I was always struck by the images that I was finding of these people. More and more images that had never been seen before Um, and I think photographs particularly you can immediately develop some kind of emotional reaction to. I then went to Cameroon twice 2006 and 2008 um, to do some of my research and there's a really keen interest from many of the families that I met, the communities that I met, in knowing more about this story. So a lot of the black people who went to Germany came from Cameroon. By no means not all of them, but we picked Cameroon as our focus. Mm. Um, and I was trying to think, how can I share my research with the Cameroonian communities that I'd met? How can I give something back because I benefited so much? And that started the the origins of this idea of an exhibition, a travelling exhibition. Um, I started thinking about that in 2008, it took me until 2014, 2015 to actually produce an exhibition. I didn't realize quite how difficult that would be. Mm. But that was partly the origins and so it's set up to travel. I've also set it up in a way to try and engage with young people. So there are photographs of um, young Africans who lived in Germany. It's also set up partly chronologically and thematically. Um, so that was really the idea of the exhibition as a means of reaching beyond universities it's mm. quite tedious if you're only other, talking to other academics all the time about research I wanted to to branch beyond the university.
0: Great and you know on the the subject of the exhibition why is it an important subject to to engage with that to engage with today particularly yeah. so you know we've got on all sorts of different kinds of people that come to the Meeting House, from young people, local people, people that are interested in in history, whether that's kind of fairly recent history or a couple of hundred years ago. So, so why is it an important subject for, for people to engage with today?
1: I think in the British context, um, German history is still incredibly popular. That's not just among schools or universities, but I think in a, amongst the general public, um, German history remains very popular. This story adds a new voice to German history. It challenges the kind of one-dimensional idea that German history is simply about white people and that Germans are only white. It tries to anchor the um, narratives of this black community and demonstrate really how long there's been a black presence in in Germany. I mean, I look really from the 1880s onwards, but you could take this presence far further back into the Middle Ages much as you can do in in the British context. Mm. So I think it's about making people, um, making them see that that there is an historical black presence in Europe. And it's trying to challenge this notion that Europeanness equals whiteness. In the German context, uh, I can certainly say when I started doing the research uh, in the late 1990s, even archives, when I would go there, telling them what I'm looking for, might come back to me and say, but there are no black Germans. There were no black people in this city. Mm. So complete lack of acknowledgement of of that longer history. Mm. In some cases, I think that was ignorance. In some cases, it was willingful ignorance. Mm. Um, I can certainly say now, you know, some of those times I went to, I can prove there were long established families living in this place for generations. Mm. I think also what it helps to do is... It engages with a number of topics that are very important at the moment, and have been for a while. So the fate of asylum seekers, of refugees, stereotyping, the dangers of racism, all of these things. I put the exhibition on in Freiburg in 2017, and I was really amazed that we had a group of Gambian refugees come to look at the exhibition. And they were astonished to see that there were people a hundred years earlier, who were going through that same process of trying to create a life worth living in, in Germany and in Europe. So I really do think it's got a lot of contemporary relevance for multiple reasons, not least of which is also this discussion about colonialism, British colonialism, European colonialism, and how we should critically deal with that past.
0: And so this exhibition is going to be on display from October till January and maybe further you know we're really excited to be able to have it at the Meeting House and really grateful for you sharing it with us. When people come to the exhibition what do you kind of hope people take away from it? I suppose you've covered some of those things there but um, what, do you, what, yeah, what do you hope people kind of learn or, or take away or maybe change how they think about things?
1: I hope it will challenge their ideas about German history. And who makes up German history. I hope it might even just challenge their ideas about history and whose voices are heard and whose stories are told. Um, I certainly think one of the reasons I took a biographical approach is these people lived really extraordinary lives, Mm. not simply by the fact that they came from Africa to Europe and created a life. But the story of, of black people in Germany, and I would say also black people in Europe in general, is not simply about national histories. So, in the German case, this isn't just an obscure element of German history. Uh, these people's stories feed into the history of colonialism, history of anti colonialism. Um, there's one man whose story is to look out for who became a member of the Communist Party, who um, mm-hmm. went to Moscow and was trained alongside Jomo Kenyatta, the future Kenyan president mm-hmm. in uh, the 1930s, and who was a very visible activist. It's also a story of Weimar culture and European culture. Many of the men and women who feature in the exhibition um, by the 20s, 30s at latest have become performers simply because they were cut out of other routes of employment. And some of them were visible, well-known film stars. And they they were on the stage alongside um, African-American legends like Josephine Baker or Paul Robeson. Um, This is also a story, I think, of Black Europe and an idea of what Blackness meant. So we see these people in Germany being connected to African Americans, being connected to Black populations in France, and forging an idea of solidarity and uh, a common identity. So I just think, I'd hope you come away and think, wow, this is a pretty exciting history, a pretty exciting story to tell. And it's not one that's simply about victimhoods and the Nazi periods. I'd like to take a different viewpoint Mm. of that, particularly people who survived under very difficult circumstances.
0: Mm. And Robbie, you've got some pictures to show us, I think, that we can get a bit of a preview of some of the stories and things that we'll see in the exhibition, which would be great to see.
1: So let's see if I can do this. So... I'm gonna share this image with you first, which I hope you can see. Um, partly for personal reasons, uh, the man you can see in the image is von uh, Michael. He was born in Berlin in 1925. Um, he lived through the Nazi periods. He did end up in a, a foreign forced labor camp because although he was born in Berlin, his father came from Cameroon uh, after the First World War, Germany had no colonies, so they effectively lost any legal status that they had. And Theodor was, was stateless um, once the Nazis took over. I was very fortunate to have contact with uh, Theodor from around about 2005 onwards, and he very much supported the research and fed into a lot of the things that I was able to do. Um, and I staged the exhibition uh, in Cologne two thousand and seventeen. He was the guest of honor he was ninety two He came out of the sick bed to be there. He was a very lively spirited um, individual who um, really had an aura about him. It was very He was a very charismatic man. unfortunately, um, he died uh, last year, but I did have the opportunity to speak to him just before his death but um, his story and the story of his family are part of this greater history. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Let me show you another image, um, if I can. So I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to come back and share again. So I hope you can see this uh, picture of Julia. Um, Oh beautiful. One of the remarkable things uh, and really amazing things for me about putting on the exhibition when it was in Cologne, uh, Julia came up to me and she said she, she studies at the University of Cologne, she studies law, she was about to leave um, the university and instead of taking the right, as she normally do, she took a left and she saw my exhibition and she wandered up closer and closer and then she was absolutely amazed to see a picture of her great-great-grandfather in the exhibition. This so, she the recognized man. the picture
0: straight away, did she? Oh, absolutely. She wow. recognized the
1: picture straight away. She was really flabbergasted. She recognized the man who's holding the uh, little child there. Yeah. This is JC Bruce or, or Niall Bruce, who was a member of the Togolese elite. He had been in Berlin several times, on um, one occasion as part of a human zoo. When he was in Berlin mm. for the human zoo, he recognized human zoos were very profitable. Mm. So, he returned to Europe with his own human zoo and staged this all around Europe pre-1914. He even came to London in I think 1907. um, One of his daughters was born in London. Wow. So Julia was was absolutely amazed to see this. We got into contact
0: um,
1: and she passed on, I have numbers, numerous photographs of of Niall Brooks. She passed this on to um, I think it's Niall's grandchild or yeah, it must be Niall's grandchild uh, and family back in Togo, so... Um,
0: oh, wonderful. Was she aware of this the
1: other, history? To an extent, she was aware of it. Yeah, the family are certainly interested in it. So her mother mm. also came to see the exhibition. At one point, we got in touch right. and kept, kept in touch. The other interesting thing was that Tiro Vanyamika, the old man, who I showed you the picture of, um, he knew Niall Brooks's son, who's oh. not actually in this image, but the son grew up in Germany. So both he and Julia could talk a little bit about this, this shared history, which mm. um, really is quite fascinating. Yeah. I'll show you one, one last picture, if I may. So this, for me, was an amazing picture to see. It's from a film set. It's a film that was made in 1930. Uh, and as I mentioned by this time, most within the black German community have become actors. Mm. This could be very well-paid, but it's pretty unstable work. What I liked about this image was I was suddenly seeing pictures of people who I'd spent years trying to research about, and I could now suddenly recognize them. And that mm. was really a big wow. Mm. So if, if I can just show with a cursor, this man here, you might just see. Um, this is the man who um, becomes the communist, Joseph Bile.
0: Oh, the one who kind of started off all your research. Indeed. Wow. So he uh, yeah,
1: he is the member of the Communist Party, who's also on the stage with Joseph Ian Baker in Vienna, with Paul Robeson in Berlin, and who knew Jomo Kenyatta. Um, I met his family when I went to Douala and Cameroon the first time. And I guess one of the, not tragic, but I guess sad effects of the story is in Cameroon, this is a missing generation. Mm. So the families knew that some of their relatives went to Germany. But in many cases, the relatives never returned, so mm. that contact was lost. Or if they did return, um, they tended not to pass on the stories about their experiences in Germany. I think it also gives you a sense of how well dressed these people were. Dress- they look um, incredible. Absolutely, and I think dress is part of the aspect of identity. Mm. Although life was difficult, it was very important then to still look respectable because they're all coming from members of of the Cameroonian elite. Uh, This man here at the back, this is Thomas Manga Akwa. Um, His daughter features in the exhibition and I've actually met his his grandson as well who um, passed on the images of the daughter.
0: Thank you so much for sharing those photographs.
1: No, I feel very fortunate to have stumbled onto this topic, Mm. to have met the remarkable people that I have met.
0: Definitely. That's absolutely fascinating and very moving. A lot of it is, you know, very very moving hearing those kind of stories. Um, so my last question then is for obviously everyone who sees this video is going to come to the exhibition and um, if they wanted to learn a bit more about African diaspora in Europe, um, can you kind of give some some tips of places that they can go to learn a bit more about this topic?
1: I can do. I'm gonna see if I can share my screen again and how well that's going to work. Um, I've been working on a website with a number of colleagues. Um, let's see if I can put up the right screen. It's here, yeah. So I've been working on a website with um, colleagues in UCL and the United States and in Germany, and hopefully you can see the website Black Central Europe. What we've done is to put up some of the documents that we've used in our research, Spanning a time uh, really, as it says here, a thousand years. So going way back to the medieval period. we have tried to translate as many as possible so that those who are just genuinely interested can stumble across documents. Uh, Those who are interested in teaching can do it. Those who are interested in uh, research can also do it as well. So we have a brief section on teaching, which we still need to do a little bit more with. In addition, um, if people are really interested, obviously there's a lot of books, I've read, written some myself, but instead I'm going to suggest a different one. Uh, this is the German version, this is the book by Tierra uh, von Michael, the old man who, who I knew. It has been translated into English, and it tells you all about his, his really remarkable life.
0: I would definitely would love to So it's a really that. good
1: starting mm-hmm. place. Um, And I'll be happy to pass on some some videos and clips where you can
0: perhaps learn some
1: more if you want to share those.
0: That'd be great, thank you so much for sharing that with us Robbie and we're really excited and and really grateful again to be able to host um, the exhibition this year.
1: Thank you very much for for showing the interest, I'm, I'm delighted.